This is Rabbi Simcha Green of Shirei Tefillah Synagogue in Portland, Maine, addressing all the listeners on a very interesting, I think, topic for suggestion in synagogues throughout the country. On May the 14th, 1948, corresponding to the Hebrew date of the fifth day of the month of Iyar, 5708, the modern state of Israel, Medina Yisrael, was declared by Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion. Jews all over the world gave praise to the Almighty, and Israel was recognized by the United Nations as the ancient homeland of the Jewish people and as the new state of Israel. That date, the fifth day of Idyar, is celebrated annually in Israel as a day of prayer and celebration, Yom HaAtzma'ut. The preceding day is Yom HaZikaron, the day of memorial with the nation in a solemn mood as it remembers its war dead. Many Jews and other countries also celebrate Israel Independence Day each year. Different minhagim have already been established, and I leave it to each community to follow the lead and guidance of its rabbis and teachers. This year, the fifth of the year fell on a Shabbat, which raised several interesting questions of halacha among those who observe this date as a holiday. Look at most Jewish calendars and you'll see that 5 ER in this year, 5765, was actually observed on 3 ER, corresponding to Thursday, May the 12th. Obviously, this was a decision made by the chief rabbis of Israel, both Ashkenazic and Sephardit, in order to eliminate Chilel Shabbat in the observance of Independence Day. They chose to move the date two days in advance to Thursday, not on Friday, so that the full day could be observed with the proper celebration. Since a change of date is a rare occurrence in the calendar year, we would never suggest that Passover, for example, which each year begins on the 15th day of Nisan, be moved to another day of the week to make its observance more convenient, for example, on a weekend when most people don't work, this year, for example, when Pesach began Friday, Saturday evening, the fast of the firstborn, Tanos B'chorim, was moved ahead to Thursday. Some changes do occur, however. In some years, the fast day of Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av, is observed on the tenth of Av. This occurs when the ninth falls on Shabbat, the one day of the week when fasting is not permitted except for Yom Kippur. In that case, Sunday is observed as Tisha B'Av. Obviously, then, there are times when changes sanctioned by Halakha occur, even in our permanent calendar. The calendar is not the only aspect of Jewish life where we see changes suggested and then adopted by the community at large. As an example, let me cite the Siddur, wherein the Adon Olam has become accepted as the concluding page in many congregations, sung at the end of the service, especially on Shabbat morning. At times, Jigdal is recited, sometimes in place of Adon Olam, very often on Friday evening. Many a young Jewish child has received his introduction to the Bema by leading the Tzibor in those selections. The parents quell when the young child beams with joy. Yet anyone with a cursory knowledge of the Siddur knows that before the 11th century, the composition we call Adon Olam did not even exist. It was many... One of the many liturgical compositions written by Shlomo Ibn Gabriel described in Jewish life and belief. 
Have you ever considered what process was followed before it was decided to include the Adonolam? Do you think a conference was called to consider? Was a vote taken? Were the pros and cons submitted? A few years ago, I suggested to our congregation in Rosh Hashanah that since we had chosen to live in Portland, Maine, and not in Eretz Yisrael, and to be there for the holy days rather than in Israel, we at least could show our pride in Israel and our gratitude to Hashem by singing the Hatikva, following our singing of Adon Alam. And so we did, and we have continued to do so on other Shabbat and Yom Tov occasions. There are few Jews alive today who are not proud and happy that Israel exists. Surely Israel plays a central role in the Frum community. The majority of American Jews who travel to Israel, study in Israel, and live at least part of the year in Israel are from. We should be very proud of that. Often during public programs held in honor of Israel, whether in a synagogue or some other public venue, the audience is asked to rise and sing the national anthems of the United States and Israel. The Hatikva, the national anthem of Israel, speaks, as, to do, as do so many of the prayers in the Siddur, of the hope we Jews carried in our hearts for 2,000 years, that one day we would return to our homeland as a free people.